0: Good evening. Our top story tonight, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is going to Tennessee, taking a visit with the Titans, which tells me a couple things. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins is lying. He's not about the situation. He's not about the quarterback. He's not about the Super Bowl run. He is about the money, which is why he's probably not going to Kansas City. And I also have to ask why? Why are the Tennessee Titans in on DeAndre Hopkins? Why are they willing to pay him? Because they're a bad football team. They are. They're not a playoff team. Mike Vrabel needs to put his ego aside, accept where this team is at, take a year to stink, tank, and rebuild. Why won't he do that? Ego. Pure ego. And we've got all that and more on Player Profiler. Today. So, yes, our top story today is DeAndre Hopkins. He is taking, depends on how you want to classify it, his first real visit. But he did visit with the Houston Texans while he was in Houston because that's where he is set up. So he's already visited with the Houston Texans, but this is his first big story visit where he's actually going out, doing the full recruitment tour. And we still have, the Chiefs are still in it a little bit. The Bills are still in it a little bit. The Texans, we know are in it. The Browns might be in the mix because Deshaun Watson likes DeAndre Hopkins, wants to play with him again. Amari Cooper starting to talk to the media about how excited he would be to play with DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe the Ravens are still involved, but DeAndre Hopkins is going to take his time deciding where he wants to play. And really, if I'm being honest, DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans would give me scary, scary Julio Jones vibes, scary, scary Andre Johnson vibes. That was the end for both of them. I believe Johnson went to the Colts, kind of flamed out there, went to the Titans, and then it was just over Julio Jones goes from the Falcons to the Titans. And that was pretty much all she wrote. Titans are where elite wide receivers, elite X receivers, perimeter wide receivers go to retire. And I don't want that for DeAndre Hopkins. I want him to have a little bit more. I want him to get that ring. I want him to chase the upside, be relevant in fantasy football and in Tennessee I would be worried about that. And I'd also be worried about Traylon Burks, of course, because now he'd have to compete with DeAndre Hopkins. He would likely be the target leader. Burks would become second fiddle, which there's still room to produce then, but it's less consolidated of a target share than we have right now with Traylon Burks and Chig Akonkwo. And in a low volume offense that's going to run a lot of Derrick Henry, it kind of puts the squeeze on either Chig or Traylon Burks or maybe both. Both might end up taking a hit if they sign DeAndre Hopkins. At least one will, and potentially and probably both end up taking a hit. So I really, really hope DeAndre Hopkins goes somewhere else. The Bills need him more than any other team. The Titans need to just accept who they are and bottom out and tank. Because this offensive line is not good at all. They've got... Andre Dillard at left tackle, trying to reclaim his career. Peter Skaronsky is going to play some position on the offensive line. There'll be some learning from him. At right tackle, they have Nick petit Frere, who was solid as a rookie. He will continue to improve. And then, I can't even remember who the Titans' center is. Right guard is, what, Dylan Redunds? The Titans are known as this rough-and-tumble, rugged team. That's just not who they are anymore. Peter Skaronski will help them get back to that. Hopefully Andre Dillard can too and Nick Petit Ferrer, but it's going to take some time for the Titans to find their new identity. Because right now it's still Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, but we've seen that take a step back. Derrick Henry behind a worse offensive line. It's still going to be effective, but not as effective in Ryan Tannehill without weapons. What is he? The Titans really, they shouldn't have traded up for Will Levis. They should have embraced the tank, gone all in to get Caleb Williams. Crater for Caleb, Titans in the tank. That would have been the best scenario. But no, we've got Mike Vrabel holding on to the past, still living in the Titans yonder years. And the reason the Titans could never get past the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals or all those teams, the Ravens they lost to too, is because they don't have the high power offense. That style of offense, it is hard to win in the NFL. The margin for error is that much smaller. You just can't hang with the Buffaloes, with the Kansas City Chiefs, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Titans need to learn that. Titans need to start over, rebuild, become a pass-happy team once again, because this is just not it with the defense that they have too. The defense is bad as well. It is just a mess in Tennessee. I do not understand this DeAndre Hopkins, even negotiation going on, but Mike Vrabel and that ego, he is not going to go quietly. And if you've got an ego and you believe that you can beat all other teams, all other general managers, how about you go and check out the FFPC?
1: You know, people always ask me, Hey, what is the, the world series of fantasy or the Super Bowl of fantasy football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, Best ball dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code underworld to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it.
0: And moving on to the rookies across the NFL, but sticking in the AFC South, Ah, not good news. For Anthony Richardson, he was working with the second team today. He's been mostly with the second team, but he does see reps with the first team. Remember, at first they were splitting at 50-50. Now, some days he spends more with the others. But today, working with the second team, Anthony Richardson goes 5-9 of in 11-on-11. And then, in the two-minute drill, he goes 3-7 of with two dropped interceptions, including a second and two from the four. He threw a pick on fourth down that was dropped. Not good. We don't love to hear that. But this is just one practice, and it takes time to learn. And apparently, I need to apologize to Sam Howell for being critical and saying they did a bad practice yesterday, even though I stressed multiple times that he was still running with the first team and he's still ahead in the quarterback competition and that Jacoby Brissett was behind him and that there was plenty of time to make up for it. But apparently, I'm a douche for pointing out that Sam Howell had a bad practice. So apologies. I will apologize to Anthony Richardson, too, for pointing out his bad practice, but it happened. Anthony Richardson had a bad day, and it happens. Overall, it is still good. Overall, I still expect Anthony Richardson to start day one. I still expect Sam Howell to start day one. Just reporting the facts here, as we do at Player Profiler today. As for Gardner Minshew, he was a lot better. Five of seven on his two-minute drill instead of three of seven for Anthony Richardson and nine of 11 in 11 on 11 instead of five of nine. So better day for Gardner Minshew, but we know Gardner Minshew does not have the ceiling, the upside, all of it that Anthony Richardson has Gardner Minshew is the perfect backup quarterback, but Anthony Richardson is the future of the Colts and he is going to be starting day one. And so Will Sam Laporta for the Detroit Lions? He's already taking reps with the first and second team. Brock Wright still technically ahead of him on the death chart, but doesn't matter. Don't care. Sam Laporta is just more talented than Brock Wright. He is going to pass him on the death chart, become tight end one by the end by the start of the season. Same with Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is going to have a part-time starter role because David Montgomery is probably going to end up starting most games, but there will be games Jameer Gibbs outsnaps them depending on the score. When the Lions are down, we'll see more Gibbs. When the Lions are up, we'll see more Montgomery. But got to point out, got to be honest, Jameer Gibbs had some rough moments at practice today. Three drops in a row, and then he put it on, had a couple touchdown catches in the end zone. Some nice back corner catches, but this is what happens with rookies. There's ups, there's downs. We don't know what to expect on a day-to-day basis. Same with sophomores. All these young players, they are still learning. So when we hear Jameer Gibbs had some struggles, when we hear Anthony Richardson, Sam Howell all struggle, it's okay. It is one day. This is a show that comes on every single day. So we report the news every single day. Sometimes it's going to be good for some players. Sometimes it's going to be bad, but we will keep you updated. One player. We have heard no bad news on, though, is Puka Nakua. The hype continues from Cooper Cup. The hype continues from Sean McVay. Puka Nakua is looking like he's going to be a day one starter. Because right now, Cooper Cup is not practicing. He's at practice, but he's not practicing with the offense. Ben Skoranek, same deal. Van Jefferson, same deal. So all three current starters are not practicing, which means Puka Nakua is taking snaps at all three wide receiver positions. And by all accounts, he is dominating at all three wide receiver positions. Puka Nakua just, I know I've said it in the past and you're probably going to hear it a lot. He just looks exactly like Robert Woods in that number 17. The do-it-all guy plays all three wide receiver positions. He blocks. Puka Nakua, I don't know how much fantasy value he will ever have, but he is going to be a real life football player that makes a difference. He is going to pass Ben Skaronik and be involved in three wide receiver sets sooner rather than later, but three wide receiver sets for the LA Rams. What's the offense going to be? How high volume is it? All of that. I'm not saying get out over your skis on Puka Nakua, but I am saying the hype is real and he will be a real NFL starter. Tajay Spears. Don't know if he'll be a real NFL starter, but the Titans are willing to give him as much of a workload as he can handle. We talked about the Titans earlier. Derrick Henry, obviously the bell cow, but sounds as though Tajay Spears will have every opportunity to take every breather back touch that Derrick Henry is not on the field for. Otherwise, it's Hassan Haskins who has performed well today, especially when they are in contact. Everyone knows Hassan Haskins is going to show off. They had Julius Chestnut and Jonathan Ward as well. Not really formidable threats, so Tajay Spears will have every opportunity to seize a role, as will Luke Schoonmaker. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll go to Luke Schoonmaker. I was actually supposed to talk about a different tight end first, but Luke Schoonmaker, he's going to have every opportunity to work with the first team and seize a starting role, but he's going to have to do it come training camp, because right now, Luke Schoonmaker... We talked about last week. We saw him in a boot at practice. Now the boot is removed, but he's not practicing with the, the offense. He's working off to the side by himself, rehabbing. They expect him to be ready for training camp, but every rep that Luke Schoonmaker cannot take is another rep for Peyton Hendershot, the tight end two, and Jake Ferguson, the tight end one. So Luke Schoonmaker, not a good sign that he is missing time. There's plenty of time to make up for it. He's got all of training camp, but Puts Luke Schoonmaker behind the eight ball to produce early. We know tight end is a position that takes time to transition. Won't be surprised at all if Ferguson is the day one starter for the Dallas Cowboys. And same with Luke Musgrave. Now, I said early, immediately after the draft, it wouldn't be surprised to to see Tucker Craft end up as a starting tight end. Because he's a little bit grittier, a little bit bigger, a little bit better blocker. But by all accounts from the Green Bay Packers, minicamp, OTAs, whatever they're doing right now, it is just night and day with Luke Musgrave. And don't forget, Tucker Craft is a 90th percentile athlete, but Luke Musgrave is just that different. He just offers something that the Packers offense really hasn't had. I don't even know if Jermichael Finley offered this for the Packers offense, just the pure athleticism. He is just different and making it even more likely that Luke Musgrave starts week one is the fact that right now the current starter at tight end, Josiah DeGuara, he was the de facto starter because he's only tight end on the roster. Then they drafted the two and there's veteran deference, but Josiah DeGuara is taking reps at fullback. That is a sign that he is already losing the job. Luke Musgrave is going to be tight end one for the Green Bay Packers. Luke Musgrave might end up being the best tight end from this rookie class period. But if you want to know more about these rookies, Podfather, take it away.
1: Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. Really is. We love the
0: rookie guide. We love everything that player profiler has to offer. Some more updates from mini camps and OTAs. Unfortunate news for the Atlanta Falcons. Running back slash returner, Avery Williams, suffered a torn ACL last week in practice. He is done for the season. They are also without Caleb Huntley, their running back, who suffered a torn Achilles to end the year last year. So right now it is Bijan, obviously, Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, and then Carlos Washington, undrafted free agent, is the RB4 with two fullbacks behind them. So Falcons probably add another running back to the fold just to have a fourth guy learn the plays that they can keep on the practice squad for the year. But just sucks. You hate to see it. You really do. Get well soon, Avery Williams. As for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk is getting hyped more and more. D'Amador Lenoir says he's going to be a top five wide receiver this year. I'll believe it when I see it, but I would love for Brandon Ayuk to fully break out. As for his quarterback, we don't know who it's going to be today. It was Trey Lance with the first team. Yesterday, it was Sam Darnold. Trey Lance goes 8 of 12 with an interception and a drop. Sam Darnold goes 9 of 13 with two drops. And then Brandon Allen, he's not part of this quarterback competition. We know that, but 2 of 10. Yikes for Brandon Allen. But Trey Lance does get some hype from George Kittle. says that he has looked much better. The delivery, the arm all of it is much better George Kittle talking up Trey Lance but George Kittle will talk up anybody we still are starting to think that it might be Brock Purdy starting week 1 Trey Lance has to hold off Sam Darnold in the meantime as for Elijah Mitchell he is working through something he's doing work on the sideline he missed Wednesday's practice last week we don't know what the injury is for Elijah Mitchell but we know he is injured he missed a lot of time last year in training camp with injury then suffered an Injury week one, got injured again throughout the season. So not great for Elijah Mitchell. He is just so talented when he is on the field though. So we'll see what that injury actually is, how much time he ends up missing. As for the New England Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson talking about what we talked about the other day. Damian Harris out of here now. So I'm kind of the guy, but he's just trying to make sure that he is ready for the end of the season. Ramondre Stevenson understands that He needs to stay healthy, just like the Patriots understand Ramondre Stevenson needs to stay healthy. So hopefully some fewer touches for him, some more efficient touches, more trips to the goal line with a better offense makes up for less touches for Ramondre Stevenson. And hopefully Pierre Strong is one of those players getting those touches. Pierre Strong looked like a lot of fun today. Put on some moves, showed the juice in the receiving game. Pierre Strong is just such a fun player, such an explosive athlete. I am excited for Pierre Strong. I am excited to see how the rest of these OTAs and mini camps develop. Ravens are hoping next week that they will have J.K. Dobbins and Odell Beckham there for mandatory minicamp. Not currently practicing at OTAs. Neither is Zay Flowers. He has a soft tissue injury of some sort. We just don't know what. And so the Ravens signed Laquan Treadwell, which won't actually mean anything. Maybe he makes a team. There was once upon a time that I wanted the Ravens to draft Laquan Treadwell. I'm glad they did not. What a career. Anyways, final piece of news. Danielle Hunter, edge defender for the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are taking calls on Danielle Hunter. I thought he was safe after they moved on from Zadarius Smith. And maybe he still is. Maybe Danielle Hunter stays. But teams are calling, attempting to acquire the elite pass rusher, Danielle Hunter. And... I don't know when it's going to happen, what moves are going to go down, but we will be here to cover them all on Player Profiler today.